I am Emily Lyons. In 2011, without a high school degree and with no money to my name, I decided to start my own business. Since then, I've built several multi-million dollar companies and I don't plan on stopping. Being a businesswoman, CEO, serial entrepreneur, survivor, and general life enthusiast, I'm endlessly jazzed by the business of life, especially the stories of extraordinary people I've had the privilege to meet along my own improbable journey to success. I don't think it's fair to keep that privilege to myself, and I think you deserve to be utterly lifted and shifted by these people too. All inspiring people are inspired people, so get ready to be inspired. Today, I am chatting with social media star Ross Smith. Ross gained initial fame for his comedic Vine account, where he often featured his grandmother, also known as Granny. He had more than 250,000 followers on Vine when it was suddenly shut down and he had to start over. Fast forward to today and his social networks have a combined 30 million followers. He has used this following to leverage and expand into entrepreneurship and other areas. He has no plans on slowing down. We are chatting about his story and what it's like to break the internet. Hi, Ross. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining me. Too bad we couldn't have Granny on, but... I know she's she's resting up those uh those arthritis joints, you know. She's <laughs> more vacation every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So, for those who might not know who you and Granny are, just tell us a bit about what you do. Yeah, so my name's Ross Smith, and I'm 27 years old from Columbus, Ohio, and my grandma is 93 years old, and also from Ohio. And gosh, pretty much seven years ago, almost today, we started making social media videos. And originally I just did it as a joke when I came home, wasn't really planning on being in the space, but then it took off so much that, you know, over this amount of time, we've got over, I don't know, I think over 32 million followers across platform. It's just been incredible. And yeah, so we've got to make a passion of ours to entertain people around the world in every country, language, every age. And yeah, and then also started some businesses out of it as well. So how did the first video come to be? Yeah, so I was in college and you know, this app called Vine came out. And, and honestly, I was kind of like anti-social media. I had a Facebook, but that's all I wanted. Mm-hmm. I was a football player in college. I was taking classes, of course, as well. And like, you know, someone was like, dude, I know you like messing around making videos, but like, you don't do anything with them. Why don't you try out this Vine app? And I was like, come on, dude. Like, what could be different? <laughs> What's different between that and Facebook? You can post videos on Facebook. You can do also Facebook. I was really stubborn, whatever, but I gave in and I made one one day and people were like, oh, that's funny. I was like, oh crap. And I got like a hundred likes, which back then was like insane, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, if you could get over like five likes. You're like a hero on campus, you know? So I was like, oh, okay. So people must like this. I'll do a couple more. So I went What was more. the first video of? Oh, my first, my, my first video was the dumbest thing ever. I mean, it was like some time-lapse me doing something dumb. I don't know. <laughs> I've eaten up. Like, because Vine had this thing where you could like, it was like the first time you could like, like cut together and piece together and make like little stop motions. So I made like this stupid stop motion of me eating like a bottle or something. I don't know why people <laughs> like it. It's so dumb, but I ended up going home a few weeks later after starting, I probably made like five, six of these videos and, you know, people were liking them around campus. And then I went home and my grandma was there for Easter and she was, I've always like had this relationship with my grandma where she kind of like messed with her and 
you know what, but it's all like fun and everything. And she's like randomly good at basketball. And at the time she was like 86 or 87. I can't remember. Hmm. And we were out in the yard. I was like, grandma, take a shot, play basketball with us. And she like makes it. And I was like, holy crap, what the heck's going on here? And she makes another one. And then I was like, oh, this is perfect. And I give like my girlfriend at the time, my phone. I was like, yo, record this. And she goes up to take another shot. <laughs> Me being the horrible grandson I am, I block it. And like, <laughs> like into kingdom come. And I, uh, and I like, kind of like fake get in her face, like, woo, come on, old lady. <laughs> and, and yeah, that was where this whole thing started. It sounds so dumb, but the next thing I know is I uploaded to Vine, ESPN's asking for it, like everybody's oh my asking God. for it. Like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And then, yeah, for the next three years, proceeded to like kind of like make videos on Vine until unfortunately it died. And then I moved to other platforms and now it's just been like crazy ever since. And so what does Granny think of it? Well, I'll backtrack seven years. And for the first four or five years, she thought I was taking pictures of her. So <laughs> I had no idea that she, she was like, why do all these people keep coming up to me in the street? Oh this my is gosh. Like, why am I, like, they're saying I'm famous. And like, she gets stopped everywhere. And I'm like, uh, I mean, because, you know, these, she thought pictures. I was like, we're taking videos. She's like, oh, okay. And then finally, oh finally I got her a Facebook, like a personal Facebook in an iPad so she could like see you know the internet and then she started watching what we were doing she's like holy crap this is what we've been doing all this time <laughs> and then now she like and totally embraced it and it's like just, she knows it's a part of our life like she's better at being famous than I am she just like goes out and she knows like take pictures of people and you know it's crazy because like her whole life she grew up like really poor working like difficult like blue collar jobs like in factories like she built bombs in World War II and wow. worked at like a dollar until she was like 86 or 84. I don't know, something like that. And then all of a sudden, like she lived this super simple life and like this real like kind of poorish, but like blue collar steel town in Ohio. And all of a sudden she becomes famous. And it was just like, it was a shock, but she's been taking it so well. And yeah, now she's kind of embraced it. And she knows, like, like I said, she's yeah, I had read an interview you had done a, a few years ago and you were saying that she still has these funny things that she does, like she won't throw away milk yeah. if on vacation. She'll freeze it for weeks at a time. And well, Yeah, she grew up in the Great Depression. So, I wow. mean, like, I just always like, I see some days that I take a step back, I'm like, holy crap, I wonder what's going through her head. Like, she's like internet famous and when she grew up, like, there wasn't even like telephone. I mean, there might've been, but like, I'm pretty sure they were hmm. like, they didn't have a telephone in their house, you know, wow. it was crazy. Like, and then radio wasn't even like really a thing, like public radio until like, you know, she started getting older. I'm just like, what the, how does her brain like take that in? But anyway, going back, I got a little off topic there, but she's like, she grew up in the great depression. So she was used to like saving things. And like, you know, she worked in world war two and everything was about like saving and like, you making sure like our soldiers had all all the supplies they needed, so you had to cut back on your savings. And like I think even when I was younger, she gave me like a roll of pennies that were made of well, they were silver. I don't know exactly what they were made of, but they weren't copper. Just crazy. Hmm. Like I've never seen a penny like that, but they had like these I don't know what the material was, but they had these silver pennies because they were using the copper for bullets or something like that. Oh my goodness. Her, her whole life has just been like saving and like even to this day, even though she has you know, she can live lavishly if she wants. She won't. Like, I try to get her, like, nice presents. She doesn't want it. She doesn't want new clothes. She doesn't want to, like, throw away any food. 
even if it's like borderline like unhealthily spoiled and everything like <laughs> yeah it's just wild like, yeah my uh, grandma was the I same way <laughs> i can't put my head around it and even when we film with some people they're like ross why are you like saving like this just throw it away and i'm like well I don't know. I think my grandma was rubbing off on me a little bit. Like, <laughs> yep. Passing it down. Have you guys always been super close? Yeah, we've always been close. Just the cameras were never there. And I think the cameras brought us way closer. But yeah, I was always excited when grandma came to town. I mean, she lived three hours away. So we'd go visit her in the summer, me and my brother and like stay at her house, just him and I. And like, and we would always like, you know, hang out with granny. It was always cool. Granny came to town, but it was never to a point where like I was able to like, pretty much full-time hang out with my grandma. You know, I always had stuff to do. I was playing college football. I even played pro football after that. I never had time to like full on, like hang out with my granny. And these, these like videos allowed us to do that. It made it so we could make money and not like, you know, work on this project together full-time, but also hang out full-time. So it just amplified our closeness. Mm-hmm. So after you started, after you, you started getting all the, the views, at what point were you like, okay, this could be a career? Oh gosh, was you know it took a. I didn't really. Fo- I should have focused. A lot of my friends were like dropping out of college and stuff, and like going to LA and making all this money. And I was like, yeah, but I really like football and I really want to get my degree. Mm-hmm. So what were you I, getting a what, degree in? Business marketing. I started my MBA too, but then I ended up like only doing half of that because I went to Europe to play football. But you know, I was like, oh, I see all these people making money, but I don't know if I want to make that transition. It's very scary because this is a new space. Like no one was ever like profiting off of social media at that point. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple of YouTubers, but it was like, you know, very select few people. Yeah. And then, yeah, then I got back from Europe and I was like, oh gosh, this, you know, let me try and give this one shot and make a business out of it. And I kind of struggled. I'm not going to lie for all, like the first like four or five years, I didn't really make a dime. I lost just tons of money. Wow. And finally we kind of got lucky and I started building this massive empire outside of when Vine died. And yeah, and then I, you know, first we were just doing little brand deals to keep us afloat to pay for like props and stuff. That eventually like some of the platforms opened up monetization to us. We were able to monetize through the platforms. And then eventually even all that's kind of small now. And I, I opened up my own businesses through the knowledge I've gained over the years of social media. And I opened up e-commerce businesses and a management company. And yeah, the rest is kind of history. I just kind of used my business mind and finally made a career out of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is very, very smart that you were able to leverage it. Thank you. What do you think, because you you don't always post videos with Granny. You'll do ones with friends and things like that as well. Yeah, yeah. So what do you try to focus on when you're creating a video? For the most part, it's all about originality. And, and the, my overall goal is usually to make people smile and laugh. Mm-hmm. And... I don't really want to pinpoint something so small where like someone who speaks Mandarin doesn't get my video. I mean, obviously sometimes that happens, but like, I like to be very visual. Mm-hmm. So I think the coolest thing about our brand is that, you know, we have probably the my most diverse following of like any social. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Like we'll go to like Asians, like I've been to Taiwan and, and South Korea and they don't speak English there. They speak like Mandarin, I believe both of them do. And they're, we have massive amounts of fans. Wow. Mexico, like our biggest city, I think. It's like all these people who don't speak English and then all these people of all different ages are like coming together and watching our videos. And I'm like, why is that 
happening. And it's like, because of this whole like visual thing. So when I try to make videos, I try to make it visual. So every age, gender, nationality, religion, whatever it is, can enjoy it. And so that's kind of step one is like, I'm like, okay, let me try and be original and let me make this, you know, universal. Sometimes I do trends that are more like, you know, topical to different ages. Like if I'm on TikTok, I might do something that's more for kids. But for the most part, I think just really trying to grab a smile from anyone and everyone is the first step. And then obviously being original and, and trying to come up with your own, my own ideas and, you know, building a good story that's going to grab you and keep you entertained for how much, yeah. how much work do you put into each video? Well, that depends. I mean, if you're going to like, so I kind of have like a pyramid. So I have like my, my long form platforms like Facebook, Snapchat and YouTube. And then I, what happens is I'll break those videos down and I'll post like a couple of them on Instagram and then a bunch of them on TikTok and then I'll do stories every day. So, and then lives and everything. So there's a lot to do, but wow, short, a long form video. Oh, minimum a week I would say to make. And then maximum, some of them I'm still working on three years later, you know, mm-hmm. I revisit them and, and just tackle bits and pieces of them. Like right now when we're doing a video, it's been in the work for three years where I, we go around and, you know, play beer pong against celebrities, but you know, something like that takes years because I have to get, you know, different celebrities to come in and play and it's not easy to always to do. And then also like if it's really complicated edit or, you know, financially it's costing a lot of money, like I need a huge crew, you know, those videos take just tons and tons of time, especially to edit too. So a lot of time. Did so the majority of your followers, does that come from YouTube? No, YouTube's my smallest platform actually. Oh, you just had a million on there though. So yesterday, which is exciting. Congratulations. My biggest platforms are Facebook's like 10 million. And then I think Snapchat, gosh, probably 15 million. Oh, wow. TikTok's close to 6 million. And then Instagram's getting close to 3 million. And then YouTube is the smallest. Yeah. Besides Twitter, I don't should use Twitter more, but yeah. So that's kind of the breakdown of my platforms. Yeah, and they're all a little bit different in their own way, you know, so it's really cool. Okay, so you kind of cater to each different. Yeah, that's where my time gets wrecked because I have to build a new video for each platform. So let's say I do a prank video with grandma and she goes to mess with bodybuilders or something. I have to cut that vertically for Snapchat and then optimize it for Snapchat. Then I've got to cut that into square four by five and then optimize it differently for Facebook. And then I have to make it a horizontal video for YouTube and then take out all the music because YouTube doesn't allow music. And it's like all these, and then add subtitles because that's what people want on YouTube. So it's just like, hmm. I spend all my time literally breaking it down to different platforms and it's crazy. How'd you know how to do all this? I did it. And then I just kind of started figuring it out over the years. <laughs> I didn't go for this stuff, right? It's just, just like random. And yeah, over, you know, trial and error and just like learning over the years, I've kind of like figured it out. But you know, I'm not the greatest, especially. <laughs> I think thirty million people would say yeah. otherwise. <laughs> but I don't want like people to think like it's impossible. Like, I mean, honestly, most of the stuff I do is filmed. Everyone's like, "What camera do you use?" This and that, and I have cameras, but yeah. I oh, you just use my iPhone. I think people really, yeah, relate with with it being authentic, you know, and not being overly produced and staged. And yeah, so when it comes to like doing like a complicated shoot, I actually often bring in a cameraman or something and have them help me and even with photos and stuff. So 
I still don't know everything and I wish I had more time to like sit down and like learn everything better so I could be better at my job. But I guess my craft is just being creative and coming up with the concepts and then editing them to be my vision, I guess. Mm -hmm. When you have the like riskier videos, the ideas, Mm -hmm. does granny ever say like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, this is funny. Every every time we get interviewed, everyone asks this. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my grandma's honestly like a sweet old lady. And then I portray her to be this like gangster grandma, which is funny. And she buys into it. Like, it's, you know, it's like acting when we show up. And yeah, sometimes she's like, yeah, I don't know if that's a good idea. And I'm like, all right. But I mean, I, I feel like it sounds crazy, but I know my grandma better than she knows herself half the time. <laughs> like when Aww. we go out to eat, like I order her food for her because she can't figure out what she wants. And like, I kind of like, <laughs> like I kind of run her life for her in that sense like so I know like where I'm crossing the line yes I we get a little risque every once in a while my mom my mom's really the one who gets on me about it (laughs) her her mother so she'll be like dude are you kidding me like (laughs) come on we don't need it you know we don't need to be going into Spencer's or whatever it is and shopping and showing off their (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah I mean every once in a while my mom gets pissed at me but I've kind of got a good pattern of how not to irritate her but yeah grandma and I are for the most part on the same page it's a funny thing you know just because when you have the the sweetness mixed with the you know the other side it's just kind of something that everybody can relate to and nobody really gets offended because it is coming from her yeah, yeah, we should, we can get away with a lot more because kind of we're like I would never like go like talk crap to bodybuilders because they're just beating you know, <laughs> like, and they love her. Like we've done that. Like I don't know, we have this famous video that we've done two years in a row where like my grandma literally just goes like picks on bodybuilders and it's like a prank. And like the second year we went back this past year, like all the bodybuilders were like lining up to get roasted. It was so funny and bizarre. Oh my God, that's amazing. Because like, if I tried that, I would just get murdered, you know? <laughs> so yeah, she definitely has the ability to get away with a little, some things that I could not. And that's what's kind of fun about doing this with her. And what are the businesses that you've launched? Yeah, so I've launched an e-commerce company. I guess I kind of explain it as like, I'm the shark tank of social media. You know, I go out and find products that I really like, and then I find a way to market them on social media and sell them whether it's buying that business from the people or working with them and taking some type of cut of like, you know, overall profits and whatnot. And that's been really successful, especially last year we had a booming business, um, one of them. And then the other businesses would be, well, I started a management company where I help other talent like myself kind of profit and grow their platforms and optimize maybe platforms that they're not on, let's say YouTube or you know, he only knows YouTube. Well, let me help you out and get you on Facebook and mm-hmm. get you moving on there. So I started that as well. So I definitely have my hands full. And then along with eight or 10 things, I'm posting different like essential platforms that I'm posting on a week because I have three Snapchat shows and a YouTube and a Facebook and then TikTok, Instagram, Twitter and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm staying busy. That's for sure. Do you make time to respond to DMs that you get? Like, do you go through and respond to everybody? Yeah, it's kind of funny you said that. I just put out like a little message today because, you know, to the fans, like I've gotten pretty bad at it over the past year or two years because I've got so overwhelmed. As you can see, I'm doing a million things. Yeah. And I'm one person and I don't, would never want anyone else, like an assistant to come in and answer because that's just not authentic to me. So when we first got like started blowing up, I would try and answer everybody. But then I found myself literally spending the whole entire day just answering DMs and never actually filming content. So I was like, oh crap, there's got to be a different way of doing this. So 
I'm very good at like every day going through and skimming through them. And so if anybody was listening, I do see most of them. I just, I take it in. I just don't have all the time in the world to reply, but a goal of mine in 2020 is to try and get back to those really awesome, powerful mm-hmm. fans of ours and interact with them more. I just want to, I just need to find a better way of doing it, you know, because mm-hmm. literally if I were to go on and, you know, for an example, on Snapchat at one point, I was getting 20,000 messages a, a minute. What? Like, yeah. So, I mean, you can see like, it's, a, it's impossible to get back to people. So that's uh, insanity. Yeah. I mean, there was a point where we were, couldn't even like grasp it. It was just like mm. insane. My phone would break if I opened an app. Like that's how big it was. So Wow. Yeah, I, I just hope if anybody ever is out there listening, like I, I'm sorry that I haven't gotten to you, but I we do care. You know, we're trying to figure out a way to get to everything. Mm-hmm. The reason I ask is I was listening to a podcast this morning, actually, of a friend of mine, and she had massive growth on one of the platforms last year. And she was saying she attributes it to building the community and she spends four hours a day or something getting back to people, like messaging people. And I was like, wow. I mean, that's a wonderful thing to do. And I never have done it because it just seems so time consuming. And also too, I find is how I've kind of used to put myself out there. It's a lot of, of men saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I get those as well. I get oh, those did, yeah. Bro, you get those from men? Yep, I get it all. You, you, uh, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's the weirdest thing you've ever gotten? Oh, I don't know what rating your uh, podcast is, but <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. I, I mean, Gosh, I mean, sorry, you can bleep this out, but there's like a video out there that used to go viral when I was growing up and it's disgusting, but like it's called Two Girls in One Cup. Oh I've yeah, seen, I remember I've seen that. that disgusting. <laughs> oh. I've got things that are that vulgar. I've got anything from like, oh my gosh, like homemade sex tapes to you know, you name it. Like I've seen it all, you know, and then obviously the good side of things. But yeah, I get it all. I get creepy people. I get awesome people. Yeah, DMs are crazy. Well, when you're in front of that many people, it's like... Oh, you're an open door. Your life's really... It's scary sometimes. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, you you have so much power at your fingertips, but then, yeah, on the other hand, it's... Yeah, it's like anxiety overload every night. Like, for, for a couple of years, I wasn't able to, like, sleep very well. Oh, really? Yeah, it was bad. Like, because I just, like... Yeah, it's crazy. And you sometimes, like... The crazy thing is, is like, you know, whatever. I'm actually still pissed at these people. So I, this company called ADT, of course, you probably heard of the home security company. Mm-hmm. Like they really screwed me over big time, like the other day. And I was just like, oh man, any other person would just have to take it. But I was like, I could go out on my social media platforms and just destroy this company and make, give them a bad name. And, and then yeah. they news the next day. That's how big I am. So it's like, how do you control those like little like anger moments? And a lot of influencers aren't able to like the Rob Kardashians or whatever. They like just explode and they're like, I'm going to ruin your life, whatever. And then, you know, so like on that end, you've got so much power that like you can do crazy things. But the other end is like you could slip up at any moment. Like I'll be honest, I am far from perfect. And being in comedy, like you're going to say some like ruthless things that not everybody's going to agree with. Mm-hmm. It's not my goal, but it's like, Wow, one time you slip up like Kevin Hart did a couple years ago oh or a year ago, like he tweeted something 15 years ago or something and it, it resurfaced. It's just like, 
just as dumb as that, something can come up and ruin your career. So it's just mm-hmm. like a lot of anxiety, a lot yes, of pressure. Culture. And I've always been like, I think I'm like a big advocate lately of that whole like Kevin Hart thing. It's like, you know, why are people so quick to like tear you apart, you know? And know, they just, why, why do they want to see you fail? Like, why does everyone mm-hmm. want to see you succeed? And it's so scary because I always be like PC and this and that, like, because we're like, and that's just recently, because I've been doing this for seven years. And like the first three years, I mean, we were doing ruthless things. And I, you know, jokes that like, you just wouldn't be able to get by with nowadays. And mm-hmm. it's just crazy. You know, I, I feel, I feel bad for a lot of people. The, the other day, I didn't even read it because I just saw the headline. It was like, I think it was Wendy or Wendy Williams or someone was like on the chopping block for getting on walking Philip or walking, whatever his name is, the Joker guy for having some like, Oh, issue or something, and everyone's like, "Fire her!" And I'm like, "Dude, really?" Makes one statement, like, "Come on, this. Why do we live in this like world where everything's just like immediately like tear their career down?" Well, they almost like the election that happened in Canada a few months ago. The prime minister almost didn't get reelected because they found a photo of him from years ago where he dressed up for Halloween as I can't remember what it was, but he painted his face like black or brown. Oh yeah. And it was it was a costume. I mean, when I was a little girl, I used to dress up as a geisha for Halloween, and like, yeah. and it was because I loved them. It wasn't because, of course, I wasn't racist as a little girl. Oh, and, I know. I mean, it's but, just like, yeah, I'm with you. It's just crazy. Like, and everyone was like, "He can't be our prime minister. He's racist." Blah, 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 blah. It's this big outrage of like something somebody did so long ago. Yeah, and and you can twist everything. I know we're getting off topic, but like. This is interesting to me because like you, I always want to talk about this is like, you can twist everything. You know, I live with a couple black people. Right. But like when I go to like make, we like make like a black joke back in the day or something like now it's twisted to he's racist or something or this or that, or you make like a joke about some like, you know, political thing and now he's sexist or whatever. So it's just like, it sucks that I have to be so hands off with comedy these days and like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I have rules now. Like, I can't talk about politics. I can't talk about religion. I can't talk about like sensitive things, sensitive subjects. I just stay away from all of it, which sucks. But I just kind of know, like, it's just not worth my time, like, to get into those conversations with people. And mm-hmm. even every once in a while, I find myself like, I thought I was in a safe place, and I'm not. Like, the most hate I got all year for a video was not grandma going up to bodybuilders and roasting them and this and that, but it was me making a video with an elephant. I mean, it was oh. an elephant shooting a basketball and everyone's like, this is the, I hope you die. And I'm like, what? what? Oh, this is going to be the cutest thing of all time. It was adorable. It was the most adorable video I've ever made. You know, it was amazing. It was like a powerful experience. I got to hang out with elephants for the day, two days. And the people just ripped me to pieces. Like they were where just, was this? I want to unfollow you. I, I can't believe you do this. I'm going to, PETA hit me up. PETA. Oh my goodness. I was just like, where does it end? You know, with this, like all this, like, I think everyone just wants to see people fail and like hate and they want to point fingers. And it's like, dude, eventually we're not going to be able to like walk outside and talk because you're going to offend someone, you know, like you can't even like, you want to be able to take a step because you walked on an anthill and you know, how offensive could you be? <laughs> you know? So I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy this game. I know we got off topic. I'm sorry. but Well, I think, I mean, people can find absolutely anything now to be offensive. Yeah, but that's been a big struggle for me the past, you know, few years is just like trying to get content out there that's good and meaningful, but also like, like that makes you laugh, but you know, there's enough fun people. So mm-hmm. <laughs> do you get a lot of hate online? 
No, for the most part, we have just the most beautiful followers and everything. That's amazing. Um, it's kind of when it goes on other people's accounts, like uh, yeah. put, put it out. No, really, most of the time it's it's pretty peaceful. And I, I really, for like the longest time, I was so good at just brushing off like haters. And then like a moment this year, I kind of had like a, a broke a little bit and like people were saying some pretty evil stuff about my grandma. And I was like, guys, you're going to know, uh, about 93 year old. You know, say that to me. I can handle it. She doesn't. She's, you know, she's lived a long yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, there's always just weak people out there that are gonna like that are insecure and they're gonna try and bring you down. But well, yeah, I mean, when people see somebody doing so well, they're jealous naturally. Yeah. It just sucks because like there'll be a thousand great things to say, but it's that one. I know. Isn't that funny? I mean, you'll get, I always, I always feel the way too. I'll get all these wonderful comments or messages and then you get one negative one and it just ruins it all. And that's the only yeah, one. Yeah. Like, Damn it. Why do I have to see that? <laughs> have you had a girlfriend since all this started? I do. have currently have a girlfriend actually. Yeah. Just as recently. Dating has been actually quite difficult in this space because most people I don't know if they understand my lifestyle and I don't really know how to like, I never understood how to like have like a happy like medium between like girls or something who work a nine to five or something. And, and then they, they get home and I'm working and they're like, well, why are you like, why can't you spend time? And I'm like, why? Well, I, I don't work yeah. at home without, I work when everyone else is chilling. So that was kind of like crazy. But recently I've started dating a girl who's more in the space that I am and, and kind of a, not an entertainer, but she's a model and everything. And, She's, you know, pageant girl and everything. So it's been really, that's been going really well. So knock on wood, I don't want to jinx it, but yeah. Do you keep your relationship off social media? Oh yeah. I'm so like against it. I told her the other day, like I posted a picture of her and I on my story. It was the first time in seven years of girls ever made my social media as my girlfriend. Oh and wow. I'm pretty against it. And then, and I hope they understand that. She understands that, but it's like, it's just, it just kind of ruins a lot of it for me. It's like, I don't want to have a public relationship. I don't want someone to come into my life, seen so many friends, like girls will come in and date them and then gain following, falling off of them and then leave. And then they just run with that. And it's like a business move. So I never want to be like in that pickle where I'm like, this is mm-hmm. genuine or whatnot. So I just try and keep it completely off. I focus on the only woman that makes my social media is my grandma. Is <laughs> <laughs> granny. Does she know how any of this works? I mean, she is an actress, you know, she's, she's my Betty White and I'm Steven Spielberg. I just kind of put it all together. I don't know if she really knows half of what's going on until she sees the end product because she just can't conceptualize how it works, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, she still has a hard time putting in her new hearing aids. I just got her. So <laughs> like, does she have a laptop that she, she, yeah, she got an iPad that she watches all the videos on now. So she sees them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, very nice. You guys should do a documentary on this whole story. Oh yeah, one day we will for sure. You know, we're still in like the heat, you know, heat of the moment and everything. But yeah, I probably have to just compile everything, you know. And I have so much footage that I've never even like put out there because I didn't know what to do with it or waiting for the right time. So yeah, it'd be pretty cool to like actually do like a docu on our lives together and her life and everything. How many hours do you work a week? Well, I had a recent burnout, like over Christmas. Yeah. So uh, the past couple of weeks, I've been like trying to like get. I took off like a couple of days, and I'm trying to get back into different things. But I mean, shoot, there's days where I work like twenty hour days, like obnoxious days, and that's mm-hmm. just like trying to keep up. So yeah, not yeah. healthy. Amount. Do you do all the editing yourself. 
yeah, I do everything myself. Wow. It's kind of crazy. Like almost all influencers pass it off to someone else at this point, but I don't really feel like it's coming from me if someone else edits it. It's not my voice, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, unfortunately I do everything in my, if I could get rid of one thing and be editing because it takes all the time and it's, I hate it. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I love filming and like, I just don't want to have to think about like, Oh, I have to work on this for like a week straight, just crunching away. Oh uh, yeah. That would be frustrating. Yeah. How does TikTok work? See, I made an account. And then I- kind of like the new vine. It's just like a rabbit hole of just videos huh. and vertical and, more snackable, like 15 seconds is pretty ideal, I would say, on there. And yeah, it's just... Do you think it'll stick? Well, it was Musical.ly, and then they transferred to TikTok, and they, I think that was a good move by them. I, at first, I didn't think it was a good move, but they did a really good job rebranding, and people are loving it right now. And I always say there's room, there's never really room for a new social media, unless it's like virtual reality or something crazy comes along, like a, a new type of like engineering. But when Vine died, that opened up a space for a video platform and, and musically took it over and then they turned into TikTok. So you've got your live streaming platform, you've got your, your Facebook, which, you know, is kind of a, everything in one. You've got YouTube, which is long form video, searchable video. And then you got Instagram, which is like a hybrid of pictures and short form video, Twitter's text. And then of course, TikTok's kind of filled that void of like only video snackable. You're on a, subway train and you got 30 seconds to do something hmm. you go so i think it's doing well and i think it's kind of actually taking away it's it's kind of taking oh i'm sorry in snapchat of course it's like the your stories and stuff which is the other one but yeah i think tiktok is kind of taking over a lot of platforms i think are gonna see some decline here soon because hmm. a lot of people are running to it because it's so easy you know All really this- it seems so complicated to me yeah but like it's not it's like to make a YouTube video is, is complicated. That takes weeks and equipment. And so all what do you do? You just shoot a little video. It's like, it's like your Instagram stories. Yeah. yeah I mean, I kind of, I try to put a lot more effort into it. I make something mm. funny, but I just try to make a 15, you know, it could be a minute, but I, you know, it could be a six seconds a video of just something viral. It's like a viral video. It's hard to make a viral video five to 10 minutes. That's a pain in the ass. Mm. Like that takes weeks and weeks because you have to keep getting more and more content. What has been your biggest video that's gone the biggest viral of all the platforms? Oh my gosh. We've had so many viral videos. It's like hard to like keep track to be honest with you. That's crazy. It'd have to probably be one of my like compilations a couple years ago. I want to say like 500 million views on just on Facebook, on my Facebook or something. If you Uh, had to write a how-to secret sauce kind of thing for going viral what would be oh, your tips i would just go outside and get drunk and get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding it, it i mean i've got viral like i've probably gone viral this is a bold statement so don't like hold me to it but i've probably gone viral more than any other influencer when the word viral because like yes there's influencers who are getting tons of views on each video but like breaking the internet mm-hmm. when i say like breaking the internet that's like every single publisher around the world's hitting me up about that clip Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I've done it with the grandma, I've done it with the little guys, I've done it with myself, I've done it with my dog, I've done it with a lot of different things. But it's just so random. Like sometimes when I think I have the most viral video ever, it's like the algorithm wasn't pumping that day or something was a keyword or there was something in, hmm. oh, you know, 
and there's really no secret sauce other than being super original and super visual. That's about all I can give you. But do you track your analytics to see? I have weird ways of tracking analytics. I should track it more like as like a mathematician than I do like checking out demographics and locations and trends and things. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I just kind of do my own little analytics in my head. Okay, people responded well to this. This performed well. Wonder why? Oh, maybe because of this thumbnail or this intro or. Hmm. Yeah. So I, yes, I do. And I don't, I wish I was better at it. How important is the thumbnail for videos? Well, it hasn't lately. I mean, for the first six years, I didn't even care about it. And then oh. now it's like a thumbnail war. Yeah. Huh. I noticed that. Yeah. When you go on YouTube, it's always like the crazy face with like, you know, yeah. we're reacting to this. Like and Most people are like the fakest thumbnails that make no sense to what the videos and I try to <laughs> For the most part, stay pretty true to it, but still, like, I'm getting to a point where, like, I have to, like, try and compete with these, like, obnoxious things, like, we cut my legs off for a video, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what? No way. And then you click on it, it's nothing to do with that. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thumbnails have gotten to become, like, a, unfortunately, almost as important as the actual content, which I can't stand, but that's how you got to get the people in. Mm-hmm. So, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? Oh, that's so tough. I'm done, like, honestly, I do a lot of, like, wild stuff. <laughs> like, will you hurt yourself like jackass? So I've got a guy that does that. I have, like, characters, right? And I've got, like, one or two guys that, like, when I want to do, like, jackass crazy stuff, we do it to them. Like, <laughs> their brand. It's, like, what they want to do. This one dude's, like, he's, like, one of my good friends. His name's Houston. And he, like, he has, like, no limitations. And I think the scaredest I've ever been was, like, I know this sounds really messed up and I swear he wanted to do this. Trust me. Like this one week we like tased him with like a real taser. We like tear gassed him, shot him with like 5,000 paintballs, like 20,000 airsoft BBs, all this crazy stuff. And then like the very end of the week, I got all these Roman candles, which is like a firework you can shoot. Mm-hmm. And we had like three or 4,000 Roman candles or something obnoxious. And I was like, well, let's see how this goes. After all that week, like, he was fine. And then we shot all these Roman candles at him. And, like, we didn't think about it. But the, it wasn't, the, like, getting hit by a firework. It was the smoke. And he was, like, like couldn't breathe. And I was, like, oh, my gosh. I'm going to kill this guy on accident. Oh, my God. Was, like, winded. And I was, like, so freaked out because he's, like, never in pain or anything. I was, like, oh, no. What's happening? <gasps> I ended up being fine. But that was, like, the scariest, like, craziest thing I feel like I've ever been a part of. And it was, like. Of all the things we did to him, like, or he's up to do, like, I mean, he does the crazy stuff. And that was what it got him. I was like, just like some smoke. And he it, it was just like trying to be tough and like stand there and like make the video. But it was like, oh my gosh. But besides like stunt stuff, I mean, I think one of the most incredible things was just, is like, we've done a lot of stuff with animals this year. And it's been so cool. Like swimming with tigers and like elephants and like, Wow. Being around, being around like creatures that you never get to like see in like your life. Like it's always behind like a gate at the zoo, like being face to face with them is just like, holy crap, you know, a tiger or a lion or something that's like yeah. or riding an elephant. And like, I know you can go to like Thailand and do this, but I'm t- that's like a tourist attraction. I'm, I'm talking like I'm in the middle of like Budapest or Hungary, some weird city hanging out with five elephants. Wow. It's just that, that's kind of like crazy. That's one of like the craziest things I've ever done. And that's your job. (laughs) Yeah. And I've hung, and I, and like, there is those like 
jackassy moments because I know like those guys named Nitro Circus, like Travis Pastrana, when he like drives me over like 200 foot jumps and stuff like that. It's like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Too. So there's just, yeah, I don't know. Or, and even like, there's so many like crazy videos, like even like everyday little things, something happens. It's just so like, and some of it's like just meeting like cool people. This is crazy to me, you know, like, so. What did you want to be when you were growing up? So I always wanted to be a football player. You want to be a pro football player. And I kind of was in a sense. And then the body started getting wrecked and I kind of gave up on that. But yeah, yeah. A coach or a strength. I wanted to own like a, I was really into fitness. I wanted to own like my own like training facility and everything. And yeah, you know, I went the complete ass opposite direction. <laughs> so where do you see it going in the future? Like, what do you? What are your goals? Keep riding out this wave of like fun with all of our fans and everything as long as we can. I think that's what keeps me happy and sane, and we love it. And then you know, going forward. You know, obviously starting new businesses and just exploring the whole world and maybe getting into different social platforms and helping others do what I've done right for them. And yeah, I don't know. It's such an unwritten book. Like this game is so random. It is, but it's so powerful at the same time, especially because you've been so smart with how you've played it with diversifying through all the platforms. You're not... You know, because I see so Well, many- I learned the hard way. I lost mine. I had nothing, you know, and I got so oh, lucky. Oh, my you know, gosh. Like, the day mine died, I had 2,000 Instagram followers. And not that it's all about followers, but I really didn't have a platform. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm- How many did you have at Vine at the time? Probably like close to half a million or something. But, wow. But oh, like, I just had nothing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I have to do everything now. And I, when this app called Musical.ly came out, I was so angry. I was just like damn it, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to lip sync. And then they're like, well, you can do your comedy videos. I was like, okay. And then, of course, that thing turned into TikTok and that's the hot new trend. And I'm like, oh, I've got 6 million followers on there now and I'm ahead of the game. So I just, yeah, keeping myself diversified, even with my content. Like, yes, I can make videos now with, with my grandma every single day, but I don't want to burn that, that out. So I try to bring in other characters like little guys or my other friends like Houston or Chelsea. All these people we, I bring in, I film with, it's like, having like a show you know that's the best way because then people will see too much of one thing they just don't care anymore so mm-hmm. keeping people like entertained and happy with different things is just always like great and do you try to collaborate with people with different followings than you yeah i think that's the, another 2020 goal is just like collaborating with more people for me when i do collaboration it's all about like what's the content we can make not necessarily like what's your following like mm-hmm. and i think i need to think also about like what's your following like because I need to get in front of other eyeballs and stuff as well, whether that content fits my normal content as well. So, And from here, yeah, you hear, I mean, the opportunities are endless. You can utilize this to start so many different businesses or opportunities or... Yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of cool stuff and launched a lot of cool things and it's given me the, the key to open a lot of doors. Just been yeah. Really awesome and meet so many great people and have so many... Like, having this platform, I can think, like differently you know like mm-hmm. most people get out of college whether they're like okay i gotta work this job to get this much money to save up for this and maybe i have enough money to start up a company and for me it's like okay i've got an idea i can make it happen this is just how i gotta do it mm-hmm. so it's really cool i mean really thankful for everything i've got i know it's a ton of work and very stressful a lot of times but i wouldn't trade it for anything i don't really want to do acting i don't really want to be in the traditional movies or TV. Mm-hmm. I really like where we are and I really like what I'm doing. I'm my own boss. I don't think I could go back to like taking orders from someone. <laughs> so, 
the future. I think I'm, yeah, once you get out of that, it's like, never yeah. going back. Do you set goals? Like, do you have yeah. numbers that you want to hit by certain dates? Yeah, I mean, I have all sorts of goals. And I really, my once again, this whole like 2020 goal is like just really get better at planning and scheduling and mm-hmm. getting really close to my fans again and obviously growing followers and growing accounts and having those viral videos and having this and that is also important. But yeah, I have financial goals and I have goals for for my fans and goals for myself, like fitness and stuff. So yeah, I really like the big thing is just being around motivated, surrounding yourself around the right people that are motivated and Yeah, I mean, I think possibilities are endless. Well, you're doing well for your age. <laughs> Thank you. So where can people find you? Is it always Smooth Smith 8? No, that's just my Instagram, and that's kind of funny. It's like the one thing that's a little out, bit of an outcast. I just <laughs> never changed it. I have two, actually, I shouldn't say the one thing. I have, like, these weird names for my platforms. Like, when I was in college, like, I, <laughs> this sounds ridiculous, but, like, I, I named my Snapchat Pillow Sweat, and... I have like 4 million followers under the name Pillow Sweat. The fact that 4 million people typed in the word Pillow Sweat just blows my mind. It cracks me up. But I don't really have like a consistency name besides Ross Smith is like on most of my platforms is Ross Smith. But if you were to type in Ross Smith on everything, I'll probably come up. Even though it's Smooth Smith 8 on Instagram, if you type in Ross Smith, yeah, that blue check will come up and then it'll show my handle as well. So I would say just type in Ross Smith. Of course, yes, it's a lot of me and my grandma and I, you know, if I look back at it, I probably shouldn't have said Ross and Granny, but you know, she didn't even have a social media, so it's mainly us. But yeah, you just type in my name, Ross Smith, and you should probably, you should probably find us. Just look for blue checks or some type of verification or something. And that awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today and sharing your crazy story. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hopefully, <laughs> we can talk again. Sorry to go on a little, little tangents there, but this was fun. It kind of had me thinking a little bit today. So yeah, it was awesome. Good way to get started, but. Yeah, good luck on everything. It's a pleasure meeting you and yeah, hope you to too. talk again.